Welcome to Your Path to Real Wealth, where we explore how to cultivate real wealth, which is so much more than money. It's the sum quality of our values, relationships, health, sense of purpose, time, charitable giving, legacy, and more. Your path to real wealth begins now. In this episode, we get to know one of the show's hosts, Benjamin Cummings with Blue Barn Wealth. I'm Patrice Sikora. Ben, let's start at the beginning. It's the best place to do it. What led you to the financial services industry? Yeah, that's a great question. It was quite a journey. I grew up wanting to go work for Disney. I'm a big Disney fan. (laughs) Wanted to go go be an uh, Imagineer and go design roller coasters and stuff like that. So uh, in college, that led me to pursue electrical engineering. My dad's an electrical engineer and so kind of wanted to follow the family trade and and go work for Disney. I thought that'd be a lot of fun. In my first electrical engineering class, I remember sitting in the lab thinking, I don't know that I want to deal with electrical boards the rest of my life. I need to rethink the direction that I'm headed. And so I kind of explored some different things. I thought for a while, graphic design, maybe could go work for uh, Pixar and go do movies or maybe go do special effects for the movies and thought that would be a lot of fun. Uh, but then ultimately decided I, I really wanted to help people. And so I decided to pursue a degree in psychology. So pursued psychology, thought that was great. But then as I started to get to the end of my academic uh, career, I thought, what am I going to do with this? Like, I, do, I, do I really, you know, do I really want to be a counselor? Is that really the direction I'm wanting to go? Or is there other ways that I can help people? I decided I couldn't, did, couldn't handle blood, but I loved the brain. And I thought I, I need to find something that I can, I can help people. I like the analytical side from engineering. What's the best combination for all this? So as I'm wrestling with these issues uh, in my, I was walking through my apartment complex one night and stumbled on somebody that was lost. They were looking for a, a Mr. And Mrs. Somebody. And I said, well, there's no Mr. And Mrs. Anybody in this complex. This is a bunch of single students going to college. I said, but what are you looking for him for? And he said he was a financial advisor. And I said, oh, have you not thought about that? You know, and he said, well, hey, why don't you come in and we'll talk and see what this is like. So I met with him a few different times and ultimately decided I didn't want to work for that particular company, but I was very grateful for his time and for his effort because it helped me discover that this is what I wanted to do. It was the perfect combination for me where I could help individuals in a way that I felt lended to my skills of analytics and and math uh, that I liked from the engineering side. So it was the perfect combination between the psychology and the engineering. And so that's kind of the rest is history from there. Decided to pursue some financial planning and uh, pursue some additional education and have loved it ever since. Ben, do you have a client, a specialty that, that you like to focus on? You know, I really love working with anybody that wants to improve their financial situation. I really view my specialty as helping individuals make sound financial decisions. I love analyzing decisions. I love diving into the details. I love partnering with others and helping them make just whatever the best decision is that they possibly can and helping them make sure that they have the most information that they need to be able to make that best decision that they can. And then do you have a, an ideal client outline someone like that for me? You know, I, I like the idea of focusing really is our firm. We focus on what we've termed purpose inspired people. And we want to help them make a difference in their lives so that they can make the difference in the world that they want to make, whatever that might look like. And so it, we, we really thrive on partnering with individuals who are, are looking for meaning, looking to make a difference in their own life or in others' lives. And we want to partner with them in helping them use their resources to the best of their ability that they possibly can. 
All right. So what do you do for your clients? Well, I'd say we do a lot of different things. Certainly we do the, the, the typical, we Mm -hmm. help them build a financial plan. We're going to work with them. We have a unique discovery process where we really dive into who they are, what makes them tick, what their values are, how it is that they want to make a difference in their own life or in others. What, what is it that's most important to them? And then we're going to build a plan around those goals. So we help them figure out for some clients, we may need to help them figure out what their goals are. Some people may not really understand what, what it is that they want to do with their resources. They may not not understand really what they want to do with retirement, even what that might look like for them. So we help them explore what that might look like for them. We also consider the risks along the way. So we want to make sure that we put up protections so that they're protected, that their plan can play out uh, despite the what ifs that might arise in their life. Uh, And then we really view ourselves as we serve as that decision-making partner, helping them along the way as they face the decisions they need to make. And you're mentioning that some may not even understand that they don't have goals or they haven't identified their goals. I'm sure that takes some time, some education. Tell me about how much education you find yourself having to do with clients and do they listen to you? Yeah, great question. So, you know, I love teaching. Uh, I also, in addition to being an advisor here at Blue Barn Wealth, I also teach at Utah Valley University. Uh, I'm the director of our Master of Financial Planning and Analytics program. And so I love being able to teach the students there. And that translates directly into teaching our clients here. So I love the idea of helping educate clients so that they can make the best decision that they can. I think it's a fine balance of sharing the information that clients need so that they can make an informed decision without boring them with the details that they've hired us for. <laughs> and so I think that's the, the difficult balance. Uh, I think I tend to geek out a little bit more than probably a lot of advisors do because I love the details and I love being able to teach. And so the, the clients that I tend to work with are those that, that that resonates, that they like the idea of being informed about the decisions that they're making. Do they listen to you? I think so. <laughs> I, th- I think they do a pretty good job of listening. I, I think that we do make decisions together. I feel like we're on the same page when we decide a, a, plath- a, pan- uh, sorry, a plan forward. Yeah, I think so. I think they do listen. All right. Good to know. Then tell me about the people on your team. Who do you work with? We've got a great team here. I work with uh, Hiram Smith is one of our partners. The thing I love about Hiram is that he's really got an eye for tax. And so I've learned a lot from him about how to help our clients make the most tax efficient decisions, whether it's in investing, whether it's saving, whether it's distributing from their portfolios, he's really got a great eye for tax. And so we help analyze their tax situation to make sure that we're making uh, the most tax efficient decisions. Jeff really has a great eye. Jeff Brimhall is one of our other partners. He's got a great eye for investments. And so I've learned a lot about the different investment options. We really expanded our options based off of Jeff's recommendations. And so I'm grateful to be able to learn from him from that side of things. And then we've got a great support team. We've got Derek Farley, Taylor Bell, Justin Erickson, all are great on our team than helping us serve our clients. Uh, They do a great job. I like learning from them and with them as we wrestle with and help determine solutions for our clients. Uh, and our team's growing too. So we're hoping to add additional people to our team in the future. And I, I love the idea of a, a growing personnel that we're able to work with and, and serve our clients the best we can. Oh, well, you're saying your, your staff is growing, your, your team is growing. That would suggest your client base is growing. How do you acquire new clients? Yeah, good question. I, I think the main ways that 
I've seen new clients come on board or either through client referrals or strangely enough, student referrals. Uh, you know, I really get to know my students really well in the classroom. Uh, we have a great rapport by the end of the semester. And sometimes as they go on with their life, they have an opportunity to say, Hey, you know, consider going to talk to professor Cummings. He's an advisor as well as it is my teacher and uh, consider working with him. You know, he might be one worth, worth talking to. So I'd say both my students and uh, other clients, they've enjoyed the work and the services that we've been able to provide for them, and they refer them out. That's a great a great source of personnel. I, I mean, as well as as clients too. Yes, it, it actually yes, we uh, <laughs> Hiram as well teaches at UVU, and uh, so we get to know our students pretty well. And it, it's a nice opportunity that we feel like we get to pick the cream of the crop. And uh, <laughs> when we have new positions open, it's like great. You know, who did you feel impressed with this semester, and who should we make sure that we're talking to? Uh, you know, we, we try and throw out a, a broad net, uh, like anything else, we like to analyze things. And so we want to see the best possible candidates that we can, but it's nice to have some insider information on the, the potential applicants. Ben, are you active in the community? Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, I, I like to spend time volunteering for my church. That's probably my biggest passion uh, is being able to give time. Uh, right now, I work with our, our youth group at our church, and it's it's a ton of fun. We have great activities. We've got a camp coming up next month. We're going to go do some hiking and some exploring in, in central Utah. So I, that's just a great opportunity. But I also love my kids, and so I have some chances to be able to volunteer in the community with my kids. Uh, I've coached soccer in the past, and that's just a blast. I love playing soccer with my kids, and uh, so being able to be their coach was a, a neat experience. I'm, I'm not the most athletic individual, but <laughs> it's fun to be able to at least contribute where I can. And uh, with these young boys, it was a, a great opportunity to be able to give back that way too. You can always just go, uh, kick the ball, get the ball, get the ball. <laughs> That's my specialty. Spread out, spread oh. out, pass. That's right. That's right. Offsides. Watch the offsides. Exactly. When in doubt, yell offsides. It's, that's right. Gets their attention. Okay. We, um, you were talking about how you teach. What designations or degrees do you have that allow you to teach? Yeah. So as part of my undergrad, uh, I got a, my major was in psychology, but I got minors in family human development as well as personal financial planning. And that's really what got me interested. Once I met that financial advisor, jumped into the minor and loved it. But then by the, by the time I graduated, a minor just wasn't enough. I was still hungry for more education about financial planning. So ultimately I decided to go to graduate school, went to Texas Tech, got a PhD in personal financial planning. That's actually where my, I met my partner, uh, Hiram Smith. So he and I were graduate students down at Texas Tech together. Uh, while I was there, started pursuing the CFP, sat for the CFP exam. Uh, so now I'm a CFP professional as well. Actually, near the end of my graduate career, I actually went and worked for CFP board uh, in Washington, D.C. So that was a great opportunity to see the inside workings of how that organization works. And they really do a lot of great work. I, it really raised my respect for the designation by working there. You know, across the board, they really want the best possible candidates uh, representing the CFP certification. So it was a great opportunity to be able to work there as part of my uh, experience in the past. What made you leave Washington? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, we actually lived there twice. Uh, or, or before graduate school, I went and worked for a financial advising firm in Northern Virginia. My wife previously, before we got married, she lived in the DC area and served as an intern on the Hill. So we've always had a bit of the Potomac fever. Loved that area, ton of fun. But our time after working for CFP board, I wanted to go and teach. I've really liked this balance of teaching and practice. And so went from there, went and taught for a university in Philadelphia, 
ultimately landed at the American College, which is well known in, in financial services education, taught there for a while, loved working with their doctoral students and helping them pursue additional research in financial planning. So that was a ton of fun to be able to work there. And so now I've landed at Utah Valley and Blue Barn, and it's been a great combination to be able to both teach on our, our students about financial planning, but then take that knowledge and being able to apply it for our clients. And then the flip is also true because I'm able to take the experiences they have with my clients uh, and, and also in confidential ways, of course, share that in the classroom and be able to bring that real world experience to the clients or to the students in the classroom. So it's been a great blend. I love being able to do both. And how does this, how has it helped you form your business or investment philosophy? And what is that philosophy? I've been able to see a lot of different students from different perspectives and different clients from different perspectives. And often both the students and the clients, they tend to be worried about finances. That's what often drives them to come see us is that they're concerned. They're concerned if they're not saving enough or that they're not prepared enough for retirement or that things are, are concerning to them. So the, the thing that I often say on the investment side is that the investments are a means to an end, that they're designed to help us accomplish our goals. They're not the end in and of itself. And so I think that investments need to be aligned with that, that the investments aren't the goal. They're merely the tool that we're using to accomplish your goal. And so our investment philosophy is that we want to make sure that you can still sleep at night. We want to make sure that you're not stressing or worried over your investments as they are the way that you're going to help reach your goals. We want you to be able to focus on your goals and not worry so much about the investments. We've got them. We're watching over them. We're taking care of them. That's our, that, that's why you hire us is to worry about the investment side so that you don't have to, so that you could then focus on the things that are more meaningful in your life. That's kind of our main philosophy, I'd say. All right. Well, putting the philosophy aside and putting work aside, what do you do for fun when you're not working? You know, as my wife and I were talking about moving back to Utah, we both grew up here, but we lived out of state for quite a while. I was reflecting on, you know, what it would be like living back uh, in the state where we grew up. And I was a little resistant. I was a little unsure about what that might be like. But the thing that brought a lot of comfort is that I realized that I'd be close to the mountains that I love. I love snow skiing. It is just a blast. It is the thrill of my life. And it's been a ton of fun to be able to take my kids to the slopes as well. Uh, I've really enjoyed being able to help them discover this love for skiing that I have as well. Since we've moved here as well, we've been able to explore the mountains uh, in hiking. One of our favorite things to do is to go hiking as a family and just go up and find there's so many trails all over uh, the Wasatch Front here in Utah that we're able to just go find a new trail and explore some new land. And it's been just a, a thrill. So I'd say those are probably two of my favorite pastimes. Well, that's fantastic. Great reason to come back. Exactly. Yes. Tell me one thing about you that most people don't know. I guess, you know, one of my other secret pastimes that I didn't mention earlier is that I love dance parties with my kids. <laughs> uh, we just crank up the tunes. We rock it out in our living room. And it, it is really just so much fun. That really brings a lot of meaning to my life. I feel like it's a great chance for us to connect, to share the love that we have with our family, uh, and to just really have fun together. Uh, dance like nobody's watching. We close the blinds so nobody is watching. And it, it's just a blast. Uh, I'd say our, our favorite, no surprise, Disney. Uh, we get out the Disney soundtracks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> as long as it's not Baby Shark. Okay. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. So lately, it's certainly been a lot of Encanto. 
Oh, okay. Encanto, Moana. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just watched Moana the other night with my with my granddaughters. Yeah. Good music though. Yeah. Uh, and great to be able to dance to. That's <laughs> true. So true. All right. Do you have a besides Disney, do you have a, a motto or something you say to yourself to keep you focused and on track? You know, when I was in college, I thought a lot about that, of what I kind of want my mantra to be for life. And as I started dating my wife, she ended up putting this on a mirror that now hangs in our living room to kind of serve as a regular reminder of this motto. And it's this, I, I like alliterations as well. So you can kind of catch the alliterations in here, but it's cherish change and meditate more to become better. Hmm. You know, I, I really like this idea that, that, change is where we grow. Like that's how we improve. That's how we progress is that we, we have to be willing to change, but often it's comfortable how we are and where we are. And so it, it can be uncomfortable to change. And so the idea of cherishing change actually brings, brings to light the idea that we, we want to be able to cherish it. We want to appreciate these opportunities for growth and for change. And then the idea of meditating more, I think it, I think it helps just to meditate, to think, to ponder on our, our place in life and in the world and how it is that we can contribute. And that's really how we can lead to a more enriching life and, and how we ourselves can improve and progress. Really awesome thoughts. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. And how can listeners reach you if they've got some thoughts? Yes, I, I love being able to dialogue on these things. You know, our, our, this podcast is designed to focus on real wealth. And we really view real wealth as as so much more than just money. It's all about our relationships. It's our health. It's about our sense of purpose. It's about our values. And so how can they reach us? I'd love this chance to be able to dialogue about any of these things. We've got our website, bluebarnwealth.com. Uh, on our website, we've got our contact information. We've got offices here in Utah. So if you're local, we'd love to meet here. Uh, we also do virtual consultations with anybody, wherever you might be living. And so whether you're near or far, feel free to reach us. Our website's probably the best place, bluebarnwealth.com. Get a hold of us. All right. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much. Follow this podcast to make sure you know when a new episode is ready for you. And of course, share with others. They'll appreciate it. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to Your Path to Real Wealth from Blue Barn Wealth. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends and click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and any guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Blue Barn Wealth. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for personalized investment advice. Because everyone's situation is unique, always seek the advice of a qualified financial professional with any questions you may have.